Welcome to Uranites for Chemistry. Chemistry is the science of molecules and their transformations. It is the science not so much of the 100 elements but of the infinite variety of molecules that may be built from them. Uranites for Chemistry starts at basic level, helping you to prepare for college, pre-med, NEET or pre-engineering. The first thing that you have to break down your syllabus into topics related to physical, inorganic and organic, and focus on them individually. The initial part deals with the structure of atoms and molecules, energetics and reactions. This is basic level 1. This level has 8 parts, and amongst other things it has. Structure of atom, classification of elements and periodicity and properties, chemical bonding and molecular structure, states of matter, thermodynamics, equilibrium, redox and hydrogen. The second, basic level 2, deals with inorganic and organic chemistry. In chemistry think in terms of structure, spontaneity, direction of equilibrium, etc. Finally the periodic table is the thread that will weave it together. Currently, you are into the midst of basic concepts of chemistry and it also has 11 constituent subparts. They are, equilibrium development of chemistry, importance of chemistry, nature of matter, properties of matter and their measurement, uncertainty in measurement, laws of chemical combinations, Dalton's atomic theory, atomic and molecular masses, mole concept and molar masses, percentage composition and stoichiometry and stoichiometric calculations. To understand basic concepts of chemistry, listen to all the subparts too. If you are an auditory leaner, listen to the end and your brain will assimilate the way are meant to understand things. Please do not forget to like, subscribe, bell, comment and message. We eagerly wait for them. We will promptly action, address read and reply the comments that you will leave behind, and from whichever platform you are replying from. It will not only help improve hone and deliver our skills, we will be able to help you achieve what you are aiming for. 1.2. Nature of Matter You are already familiar with the term matter from your earlier classes. Anything which has mass and occupies space is called matter. Everything around us, for example, book, pen, pencil, water, air, all living beings, etc., are composed of matter. You know that they have mass and they occupy space. Let us recall the characteristics of the states of matter. 1.2.1 States of Matter You are aware that matter can exist in three physical states, that is, solid, liquid and gas. The constituent particles of matter in these three states can be represented as shown in figure 1.1. Particles are held very close to each other in solids in an orderly fashion and there is not much freedom of movement. In liquids, the particles are close to each other but they can move around. However, in gases, the particles are far apart as compared to those present in solid or liquid states and their movement is easy and fast. Because of such arrangement of particles, different states of matter exhibit the following characteristics. 1. Solids have definite volume and definite shape. 2. Liquids have definite volume but do not have definite shape. They take the shape of the container in which they are placed. 3. Gases have neither definite volume nor definite shape. They completely occupy the space in the container in which they are placed. These three states of matter are interconvertible by changing the conditions of temperature and pressure. Solid liquid gas. On heating, a solid usually changes to a liquid, and a liquid on further heating changes to gas. 
In the reverse process, a gas on cooling liquefies to the liquid and a liquid on further cooling freezes to the solid. 1.2.2 Classification of Matter Previously you have learned that at the macroscopic or bulk level, matter can be classified as mixture or pure substance. These can be further subdivided as shown in Figure 1.2. When all constituent particles of a substance are same in chemical nature, it is said to be a pure substance. A mixture contains many types of particles. A mixture contains particles of two or more pure substances which may be present in it in any ratio. Hence, their composition is variable. Pure substances forming mixture are called its components. Many of the substances present around you are mixtures. For example, sugar solution in water, air, tea, etc., are all mixtures. A mixture may be homogeneous or heterogeneous. In a homogeneous mixture, the components completely mix with each other. This means particles of components of a mixture are uniformly distributed throughout the bulk of a mixture and its composition is uniform throughout. Sugar solution and air are the examples of homogeneous mixtures. In contrast to this, in a heterogeneous mixture, the composition is not uniform throughout and sometimes different components are visible. For example, mixtures of salt and sugar, grains and pulses along with some dirt, often stone pieces, are heterogeneous mixtures. You can think of many more examples of mixtures which you come across in the daily life. It is worthwhile to mention here that the components of a mixture can be separated by using physical methods, such as simple hand picking, filtration, crystallization, distillation, etc. Pure substances have characteristics different from mixtures. Constituent particles of pure substances have fixed composition. Copper, silver, gold, water and glucose are some examples of pure substances. Glucose contains carbon, hydrogen and oxygen in a fixed ratio and its particles are of same composition. Hence, like all other pure substances, glucose has a fixed composition. Also, its constituents, carbon, hydrogen and oxygen, cannot be separated by simple physical methods. Pure substances can further be classified into elements and compounds. Particles of an element consist of only one type of atoms. These particles may exist as atoms or molecules. You may be familiar with atoms and molecules from the previous classes. However, you will be studying about them in detail in Unit 2. Sodium, copper, silver, hydrogen, oxygen, etc. are some examples of elements. They're all atoms are of one type. However, the atoms of different elements are different in nature. Some elements, such as sodium or copper, contain atoms as their constituent particles, whereas, in some others, the constituent particles are molecules which are formed by two or more atoms. For example, hydrogen, nitrogen and oxygen gases consist of molecules, in which two atoms combine to give their respective molecules. This is illustrated in Figure 1.3. When two or more atoms of different elements combine together in a definite ratio, the molecule of a compound is obtained. Moreover, the constituents of a compound cannot be separated into simpler substances by physical methods. They can be separated by chemical methods. Examples of some compounds are water, ammonia, carbon dioxide, sugar, etc. The molecules of water and carbon dioxide are represented in Figure 1.4. Note that a water molecule comprises two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom. Similarly, a molecule of carbon dioxide contains two oxygen atoms combined with one carbon atom. 
Thus, the atoms of different elements are present in a compound in a fixed and definite ratio and this ratio is characteristic of a particular compound. Also, the properties of a compound are different from those of its constituent elements. For example, hydrogen and oxygen are gases, whereas, the compound formed by their combination i.e., water is a liquid. It is interesting to note that hydrogen burns with a pop sound and oxygen is a supporter of combustion, but water is used as a fire extinguisher. A message from Reblum. If you like the episode and do leave us a rating and a note in Apple, Spotify or wherever platform you watch your podcast from, these ratings will help us improve our skills. Urania, the muse of knowledge is our custodian and our paragon, because our vision is twofold. To impart impartial knowledge and make stroke patients much bigger than what they were earlier. Stroke is the second leading cause of death amongst persons above 60 years of age. The fifth leading cause of death amongst 1559-year-old population and a leading cause of disability worldwide. 17 million people worldwide suffer a stroke each year of which 6.2 million will die and 5 million will remain permanently disabled. We at Rebloom are committed to helping patients much better than when they were, when they were debilitated by a stroke. All the episodes have been designed, created and made by a surviving stroke patient, albeit with the help of neural network language and artificial intelligence. If you like the episode and would want to help make such more of them, do think about navigating our Patreon website, www.patreon.com slash We thank you for your unwavering support.